Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. The Old Testament reading this night comes to us from Deuteronomy chapter 8. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let your hunger and and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. But he might make make you known that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in His ways and by fearing Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper, and you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading comes from Colossians 3. Verse 12 through 17. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love which binds us to everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and amashing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is the word of the Lord. I invite the congregation to rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel from Luke chapter 7. Soon afterward, he went out to the town called Nain, And his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, 
the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. This is the word of the Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I'm not a farmer, never have been, and I'm thinking at this point in my life, I never will be. But I'm always interested in why we do the things the way we do. And in preparing for this evening's message, one of those peaks of interest was furrowing. It's a common way to plant seed, either by hand or with $300,000 machinery. So turning to the University of Google, I found a couple of answers. They're not surprising. I think I could have probably figured out most of the reasons just by thinking about it. Because they're pretty straightforward. The main reason for planting with furrows is a furrow, a consistent furrow, puts the seed at just the best depth for a healthy plant. Each seed, different depth. Consistent furrows also provide shade and they maintain moisture levels for longer periods of time. A furrow provides looser soil on top of the seed so the plant can easily break through as it grows. And furrowed rows of crops, well, they clearly identify what we want growing and what we don't want growing. What you see on the screen, I was going to do this for all the screens, but it's pretty hard to see. What you see on the screen right now is John Deere's latest innovation called Furrow Vision. It is a direct view of every seed that's being planted on a tablet in the cab of the tractor. The green laser that's on there, those are measuring systems, laser measuring system to make sure the depth is consistent. Now they're selling this product on the basis that it saves the farmer the time of getting out of the tractor and hand checking at various points in the planting procedure. Of course, there's one little problem. They're also, they have another product that guarantees the seed will be planted exactly spaced the way you want it. And you can't use both at the same time. Doggone. So why a review of what most of you know, even from just gardening in the backyard? Simply this. As we gather for worship today, to express our gratitude toward God for all of his many blessings, we also see this sort of furrow effect for the seeds of thankfulness in our epistle reading. As Fulkinson especially starting on the center of it, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful and let the word of Christ dwell in you. The and be thankful, it, it almost sounds like it's an afterthought, doesn't it? Almost like a, oh, we better cover all our bases, so be thankful. But actually, it fits so beautifully between these two statements. Like a seed sown into a furrow, be thankful is planted between the two sidewalls of encouragement that give the cause for thankfulness and the nourishment for its growth. First, we have the source and cause of thankfulness. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Peace is something we all want. It's common for filmmakers and TV shows to make fun of the Miss America answer, and I will work for world peace. But part of the reason we make fun of it is because it is something that we dearly do desire. But it seems so hard to have peace in ourselves, let alone peace in the world. Because there are a lot of things that seek to take peace away from us. I'm not sure the residents of Grendevik, Iceland, have a great sense of peace right now. If you haven't heard about it, it's a town about the size of Park Rapids that has been fully evacuated because of magma and an extremely good chance of volcanic eruption. In fact, I just read a little snippet today that there's a sinkhole in the town, and they're pretty sure that's going to become a source for the magma coming above ground. Or maybe a little bit closer to home. When the doctor breaks that bad news to us, and our world gets flipped upside down in moments, and peace well, it seems to fly right out the window. Or when we have a fight with our spouse. Or when there's trouble in our families. Or when sin, especially addictive sins, grab hold of us. Or when we travel through the valley of the shadow of death with a loved one. And then without. That sense of calm and wholeness can vanish. And along with it, our sense of thankfulness. But the peace that is to rule our hearts isn't just this sense of calm and wholeness from our experiences or from our situation in life. Rather, it's to be the peace of Christ that is to rule our hearts. The root of all things that would take peace away from us lies ultimately in sin. The fallen creation groans because of sin. Our bodies fall apart and eventually die because of sin. There's conflict between family and friends because of sin. So to deal with all the other things, God sent His Son into the world to take care of the root problem, sin. And Jesus has dealt with it. Growing up like one of us, tempted in every way, yet was without sin. Offering himself as the once-for-all sacrifice for sin. Dying in our place. Being planted in the tomb. And rising victor over sin and death. Jesus has done the work to establish a peace with the Father. 
that goes way beyond all our inward or outward sense of calm and wholeness. It's a peace that Paul says elsewhere transcends all understanding. It rules our hearts. It can not be taken from us. From the, the good times where that sense of calm and wholeness comes so easily to even the worst of times. The peace of Christ is a peace that gives us cause to be thankful. I mean, even if our homes are totally wiped away, we have a promise of an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Yes. Darlene Wallach is fond of saying, when the doctor gives us the bad news, it will end in healing, either now in time or there in eternity. Our sin has been forgiven, and that forgiveness, it is powerful enough to even overcome family strife and conflict and to bring about true reconciliation. Earlier in Colossians, Paul gave the basis of joyfully giving thanks to the Father because He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son whom He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The seed of thankfulness is planted. But it needs nourishment. And that's found in the next encouragement. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Why do we gather together as God's people? Do we do it out of a sense of duty? Something we have to do in order to please God? Do we do it out of an obligation? I mean, after all, God did say, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Is it just flat-out habit? You know, a little conversation, off, off, off comments, just hastily thrown around are sort of interesting sometimes. I, and I've mentioned this before, but when I was studying at Westfield House, we would have on Wednesdays an, an afternoon lecture that looked, or not lecture, it was a discussion group, that looked at the coming readings for Sunday. And I just so remember Preceptor Quirk at one point saying, I, I'm not sure what the text was, but at one point saying that Jesus went to the synagogue as was his habit. And me, loudmouth American that I am, has to open it up and say, oh, so even Jesus went, just went to church because of a habit. To which Preceptor Quirk responded, Mr. Neubauer. I'm like, oh great, I'm going to kick it out on England. Mr. Neubauer, are all habits bad? <laughs> you know, that's been a long time ago, but I can still see the moment in my mind. Is it just habit, though? One member said to me a while back, I've gotten to the point in my life that I simply want to be in church. And I really do feel as if something is missing when I'm not. She went on to say that for so much of her life, 
It was more of something that she had to do. And then she expressed her concern. She sure hopes that her children learn what she has finally learned. It's a good place to simply be. Coming to church is a chance to be together with God's people. A chance to hear the Word of God in its fullness, but most especially to hear the sweet promises of the Gospel. It's a chance for us to sing praises to God. And it's all part of the maturing of our faith. We are called to have the Word of God dwell in us richly. And that's one of the things we do as we gather together for worship. Yeah, and it can be done elsewhere. It can be done in devotion time. It can be done in Bible study. But here we receive Christ. And especially when we have the opportunity to receive Him in the sacrament of the altar. As we mature through the Word of God, the gratitude naturally grows. Paul also had written a little earlier in the letter, so then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Thankfulness leads to actions that are a living demonstration of that thankfulness. The seed of thankfulness is planted in the furrow of the peace of Christ and the Word of Christ dwelling in us, and it bears some beautiful fruit. Switching the metaphor, the rest of our reading today is sort of like beautiful bookends of the work of the Holy Spirit. Our reading started with the words, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. That's who you are. Chosen by God, made totally sinless in Christ, and loved by God. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all of these virtues, Put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And our reading ends with this great summary. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. The peace of Christ and the Word of God are the furrow that gives the seed of thankfulness a safe place to grow and to mature, to bear a great crop of gratefulness and gratitude. Amen. And may the peace of God that transcends all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ your Savior. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Dew. God's blessings. <laughs>